All righty, let's talk about our kids, shall we? Shall we? Because uh, you're not supposed to give them more screen time, especially if they're under the age of two. This is the advice coming today from the Canadian Pediatric Society, which has uh, recently changed guidelines following a pandemic from hell that, of course, caused a lot of kids to spend far too much time on the screens. And when you start to look at the kind of data um, of kids under 18 on how much time they were using, screen time went up by 52%. So the average kid was on for about 246 minutes a day, albeit I'll say I think probably even more than that. Because the sanity of parents was fleeting so quickly in those days. It was like, watch this. I don't care what you watch. Just watch it. Or maybe that was just my household. Nonetheless, um, you know, what they're worried about is the amount of learning loss, uh, some of the developmental things that would be caused by too much uh, screen time. And the question of, you know, can it be reversed? So the new guidelines suggest no screen time under two and very limited screen time under five, which I think for a lot of parents will say, oh, my God, what did I have done? Dr. Sherry Madigan is a Canada Research Chair in Determinants of Child Development at the University of Calgary, also a co-author of this study. Thank you, doctor. Thanks for having me. So I looked at this study, I'm like, oh my God, have I broken my kid? I mean, I was very careful about under two, I didn't want him on screens. Having said that, um, what is some of your data telling you about what the screen time does, for particularly for, for the kids under two? Yeah, so the screen time guidelines under two suggest no screen time, although there is the provision that video chatting is okay. We know that a lot of people were far away from family before the pandemic, in the pandemic, and you know, we want to make sure we foster connection. So it's it's okay to do video chatting, and um, but what we do know about just in terms of hours of screen time. So the longer kids spend in front of screens, tends to be related to some um, sort of delays and deficits sometimes in some of their developmental skills, and that makes sense because if you're on screens all the time, you're not practicing development like interacting with people, playing with things, um, you know, gaining fine motor skills, gross motor skills. And then for the under five, when you say, you know, limited, what are you talking about? Yeah, so what the guidelines suggest for kids between the ages of two and five is to limit the screen time to, to one hour a day. So one hour or less a day. And, you know, you really want to prioritize educational programming. So, you know, we talk a lot about Sesame Street because it's been around for a long time, but it's also developed by educational programmers and is really geared towards kill, a kid's developmental skills. Um, mm. But even if it's educational, you want to limit it to one hour a day. And, you know, as much as you can, try to, try to interact with kids on the screen. So we call it co-viewing. So sit down, watch it with them, try to scaffold what they're seeing on the screen, you know, say things like, yeah, that's Elmo and Elmo's red. I mean, this is really going to help kids when you're actually helping bridge some of the understanding of what they're seeing on the screen and what they need to know. I mean, a lot of school programs are developed, like there's, uh, you know, video games that are educational that they'll send home with the kids saying, here, play this game. It's part of, of building uh, the skills. But there's a lot of programming on computers that kids will, will learn from. Are you advising even those kinds of programs? Like, would the schools have to cut back too? So in kids two to five, most of whom aren't in school yet, you know, most of the, most of the time they're on screens, it will actually be at home. 
And those, those apps, those educational apps can be good. You want to double check that they were actually developed by some educational consultants. But they're going to learn on those apps if you're sitting with them and helping them learn. If they're just sitting on a, an iPad on their own trying to navigate an app, they're not going to get that much learning from that. In fact, they may get no learning from that. It's really when you're there and you're interacting with them and they're learning the app with you that they're going to get a benefit. That said, most kids are going to get the biggest developmental benefit when they're, when they're actually not on screens and when they're interacting yeah. with caregivers and they're learning from those interactions and those learning opportunities with, with humans. Yeah, those things are neat. Or maybe going outside and playing or doing something. Having said that, so look, we know kids, including my own, spent way too much on devices during the pandemic. It, it was just what it was. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was just was what survival. It was. Yeah. Can you reverse it? Like, what do you do then? If you're one of the parents, many parents out there, and I'm not judging, what do you do to reverse it? Because once they're on it, it is so hard to take them off. Yeah, and I know this. I had, I, you know, I had twins who were between the ages of three and, like, who grew up in the pandemic. They were preschoolers yeah. in the pandemic. So I know what this is like. I think that these guidelines, you know, <clears throat> take, a look at, take a look at them. Uh, there's some really good suggestions in there for how to model and kind of manage your kid's screen time. But, I mean, it's probably a nice opportunity now to kind of hit a reset button and say, really evaluate how you want screens to be moving forward. And I think that if we can do that, we might help kids, you know, bolster kids' developmental success a little bit. So there's n it's never too late to, you know... Um, do the right know, thing. That reset button. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's... The, yeah, I, I think hit the reset button and evaluate not just your kids' screen use, but your own screen use, because we know that modeling screen use is really important. So um, we call it, like, have device-free dinners. To, you know, devote some time to putting the phones away and connecting with each other. We know that that's actually really important yeah. for kids' development. So we can all take part of that. And I think screen use is a family affair. So use these new guidelines, not as something to kind of make us feel guilty, but actually just for us to kind of reset and think about how we want to use screens moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I think you raised some interesting points. Um, Doctor, do we have any data, uh, and I, I don't know if, if you or others are looking into it, about just how much learning loss and that was uh, had during the pandemic uh, and, and, you know, how much we have to reverse as far as, as some of the damage to the under-18s? So there is data to suggest that, that there's been some learning loss in kids. Um, in part, that's for the older kids, that's in part because they did a lot of online schooling, and that's been shown to result in some learning loss. And also kids were on screens quite a substantive amount of time. Yeah. Again, parents are trying to survive. And there, there ha there's evidence that there's learning loss. What we don't know yet is if that's sustained or if we can have a catch-up period. So again, another great opportunity now to hit the reset button and to give kids that opportunity to catch up on those developmental skills. Yeah, and sadly, I mean, those in charge should have have the, had those conversations think, months ago that they're not even having them is concerning. Um, just before I let you go, doctor, would you include that screen time to include the e-learning? Or is that outside yeah, of the e-learning? exactly. So one hour is the max for kids between two and five. So you really so want even to if make the school sure said, about... Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, um, I mean... Parents can control what happens at home, less so what happens at school. And, and even those, even kids who are five and in school, they're not getting a ton of, of screen time at school. It's, a, it's, it's far more 
in, like in-person oriented classing, cla- cla- kindergarten's a bit more in-person mm-hmm. um, focused. So I think really just uh, thinking about, you know, how you want that one hour a day to transpire at your home, own home is what's in, in your control. And I think um, really try to make some, you know, prioritize that it's educational based and, and co-view with your kids when you can and teach them what's happening on that screen. No question about it. Well, I'm sure we're only at kind of the starting point with gathering this stuff, but I appreciate you kind of breaking this down, Doctor. Thanks so much. My pleasure. All righty. That's Dr. Sherry Madigan, who is a co-author of this uh, report. I don't I don't think she's breaking news. I think parents know, you know, less is, is better. Certainly, I mean, at least I'm doing one thing. I am hard-ass. You are not watching anything at the dinner table. That is where we talk, sit together, put it away. Uh, the rest will fix later.